Welcome to Oceanic Gaming Radio. Come and join us. Come and dip your toes in the the ocean that is gaming. We want a thing or two, whisper in your ear kind of thing. Guys, good to see you. Pavo, Grizzo, thank you for joining me. How are we? Give me a rundown. How you we been? Pav, you start, mate. Uh, all right. So I kind of teased it just before we got started, but I've had a huge day, fellas. And Massive. a monstrous day. I Tell me about finally, it, Pat. What happened? I have finally managed to pick up my keys for my new house. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> the new OGR yeah, studio, Pat. Surely, yeah. mate. OGI headquarters. trash it. <laughs> OGI <laughs> HQ. <laughs> Dude, hell yeah. Dude, we are absolutely recording an episode there one day. Absolutely. We'll have a dedicated studio for podcasting in that house. It's going to be absolutely... Dude, I just, I just can't wait. <laughs> have you got, have you got really a move-in? Have you got a move-in date yet, Pav? Well, I can move it whenever I want. I'm, I've got a few things to do before I, I'm gonna start like shifting everything over. But uh, probably within within the next couple of weeks, I'll like I'm gonna start like moving over a few small things. But I still got to paint and do all that. La, I'm sure do it homeowner, big, homeowner but... Pav over here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's it, man. Congrats! Finally, we've been talking about your build for ages, man. So Dude, so good. It's long. It's time. been. It is closing in on almost two years in the process. Yeah. It's Dude, holy shit. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> anything um, anything well, special great. in the building design that comes down to content creation. Pav, did you like put any fucking double Dude, glazed doors or sex anything dungeon. like that? Uh, sex dungeon? Uh, we don't talk about that on this streaming <laughs> service. Uh, <laughs> Not a weird one. It's just like, it's just, it's a basement. So we just, just call ba- it the basement. <laughs> no, no. Um, <laughs> Uh, not as much as I would have liked to, of, of course, because I'm on a very tight budget. But mm-hmm. uh, I've uh, my living area is built for cooking streams. It, that was literally built Super around cool. the idea of like yes, doing cooking baby. content, and like that's something like I'm the most excited for outside of podcast. So I'm I'm really stoked to like get stuck in. Yeah, that. dude. So I'm gonna have you guys over for dinner as well, and we're gonna cook up. Keen, mate. Absolutely keen. Oh yeah. Boys, I just want to say big congratulations to both of you. This is our 20th episode, boys. Yeah. Did you think we'd ones. make it this far? 20 big ones. Exactly. Honestly, yeah, no. <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> well, here's to 30 more and we'll get to 50 and that'll pretty much be a year of uh, content creation at that point. So That's what are we committing to at the big five zero, boys? What is happening at the five zero? Uh, uh, Pav shows us what's in the other box. Ooh, la la. The, the, the dungeon. No, my Wait, house. What is that massive? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, that'll be good. Uh, yeah, good. well, look, we won't commit to anything now, but I'm, I'm sure we can. Uh, maybe we just do an IRL stream. We make yeah, that if, one the, the one. If we the haven't IRL already one. done an IRL stream by then, that'll, we'll, that'll probably be it, I reckon. Yeah. I think that's absolutely. a perfect timing as well because I'll have. That is 30 weeks. Then. That's like half a year, more than half yeah. a year away. So Dude, I'll have a baby by then. Oh my oh, god, yeah, baby Kappa. <laughs> <laughs> nuts. Yeah. Back and nuts. Yeah, crazy. All right. Well, Grizz, what about you, hmm. mate? What was your weekend? What did your weekend look like? Actually, I don't know what, well, the I don't know what your weekend looked like. Yeah, dude. So this is cool, right? The highlight of my weekend, me and Cap got to see each other again, but uh we went to a gig 
My my brother, you may have seen him around. His name was Noodle Cookie on Twitch.tv. Uh, plays in a Tool uh, cover band or a Tool tribute band. Please go check it on Facebook and go and give them a follow. They're called Arizona Bayswater, and they had an absolutely cracking show on Friday night, Cat. Dude, what it was actually fucking phenomenal. Like, I've got to mm. be honest, when it comes to tribute acts, I'm, I mean, apart from you guys, obviously, Chris, you guys are fucking awesome. But <laughs> when it comes to tribute acts, you never really know what you're going to get, right? And especially a band like Tool. And if, you know, if you never listen to Tool, like, you know, it's fairly intricate and they got some pretty funky time signatures here and there. And, um, and you know, the, the, the singing is um, unique, I guess, not super unique, but it's just, it's it's difficult to pull off. Like it's it's oh, um, it's, it's one of the know. impossible bands to cover, man. And Danny Carey on drums is just like an absolute animal. But everything, yeah. like you know, the, the, you've got a, the timing signatures just make it impossible to cover. So that yeah. they um they sold this show out. Cap they sold this show out five hundred tickets. Yeah. Yeah. Debut yeah, debut show and absolutely nailed it. So they if you are from Perth, they have another show lined up in September. Um, if you go on their Facebook page, you'll be we'll able be to. There. We'll be there. Yeah, I'll be wearing earplugs well. this time, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, tell me about tell me about this cat. Tell me about this mate. So, <laughs> all right, Mikey. Mikey's going to be listening to this. Mikey, turn your fucking bass amp down, mate. You fucked me <laughs> eardrums. So, <laughs> Saturday, I woke up and like I felt fine, in all honesty. And towards the end of the day, I'm like, what the fuck is this ringing in my ear? This is fucked. And so over the whole, it's kind of like, if you can imagine, you know, when you go through like a pressure change and your ears pop and then you get that noise afterwards and then it kind of dissipates, yeah. like that ring, it's kind of like that. Just constant Is it one ear cap or is it both? It's both. Both. Oh, I think yeah, the right. left's a little bit worse, maybe by a touch. But um, yeah, so I had to go on, I had to go to the, I had to go to see the doctor today because it won't fucking go away. And then Turn as that I started- dang music down, you dang music down. Yeah, you and your dang new age bands. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, oh, so I started talking to people about it, like my dad and like a couple of guys at work. And then, <laughs> then I, now I found out that like everyone just seems to have tinnitus. Um, oh, that's fucking, bad. Everyone's just like, oh, yeah, I've got that. And I'm like, how have you not seen a doctor? What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Dude, I hope you're okay. The good thing about it is a lot of those like ear injuries and stuff it's all to do with like the fucking hairs in your yeah. ear and they yeah. usually just recover and you're fine. But at yeah. our age, yeah, you got to take it pretty seriously, don't we? Capo? Absolutely. So basically I've never had an issue like this before. So uh, it's going to be uh, getting those special in-ear um, earplugs that um, kind of help to re- heavily reduce the inbound kind of sound, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and just looking after uh, my ear health, I guess, going forward. So um, I've been pretty good over my life, so it, it, to have this happen is a little bit random. But um, you know, it happens, and you know, everyone's slightly different. So there you go. Just, and, just on the note of seeing the doctor before we jump into this episode, Cap. Um, in the last couple of weeks, mate, I've been making a real conscious effort to do those health things that I've been putting off for a while. So I went and saw a Cairo. Uh, I've got the dentist booked in for Wednesday, and more importantly, cool. I've got a skin check, a cancer skin check. Cap, oh, I need which... to go and get my skin check, dude. Absolutely, I used to do them almost mate. every year. Um, yeah. But then I got fat and, and self-conscious, and so I didn't go. And But now I don't give a fuck because I've hit the point where I'm just like, oh, it's fine. Let it all hang yeah. out, baby. Who cares? Yeah, that's it, mate. Dad, dad, dad bods, mate. That's why they call yeah. them dad bods. Every, every dad's got them. you got a baby coming in October, so you've yeah. got the pass, mate. Yeah. Exactly right. I, I especially now, now I especially don't care, mate, because once the kids hit, mate, you just go, fuck, whatever, mate. I don't <laughs> give a shit. 
But, um, but yeah, so, look, um, sounds fucking wonderful. Now, I'm just trying to think if we did anything else over the weekend, Chris. We played a little bit of Dota, but that was about it really, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will say that I'm not drinking, which is why I'm not coming on Saturday, Pav. This is three weekends in a row. I've yeah. been belligerently drunk and home after 12 o'clock. For a 35-year-old man, I just can't keep doing this. I'm quitting. Boy, are you fucking belligerent Done. when you're drunk, mate. That's you're right. obnoxious. <laughs> yeah. No, you're I do right. turn into a bit of a fucking wanker. I know I do. I will say that. No, like, I cross right, this line. I cross this line. Just need to. I don't know. I'm able myself. to tame you, mate. Tame I, the beast. I don't know. I, qu- I quite enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Well, uh, I forgot to start my timer, so I have no idea how long we are into the podcast. But, anyways, we're going to start with a few of our wonderful, uh, what's that? Uh, nine, eight minutes? Okay, cool. We're eight minutes in. So we're going to jump into today's tuning. Uh, today's, what do you call that shit? Uh, I can't think of it. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, all right, guys. Firstly, thank you for joining us. If you're listening to us live from Twitch, thank you for being here. If you'd like to be watching us live on Twitch, you can do so every Monday from 7 p.m. Australian Western Standard Time. What's that in other time zones? Don't know. I'm telling you about the only one that matters. So get it in here. What have we got? Today, a lot. Well, not not as much as last week. Got a fair bit, mm. though. Got a fair mm. bit. So mm-hmm. we'll be talking to you guys a bit about E3 and what to expect in the future. Uh, we're going to be uh, going back and check the Devolver Digital Showcase, which we didn't get a chance to really tease out. And there's some really cool shit that they announced. Um, so I was a bit sad we couldn't uh, bundle that in with last week's episode, but it was a chonker and uh, have put the fucking iron fist down. As soon as we got mm-hmm. to a minute, uh, an hour, f- f- fucking thirty minutes. So, you um, shall not talk about Devolver Digital today. He thou said. shall not extend the episode. So that's not happening again. So, um, yeah, we can't do that all that often. So, um, yeah. So, anyways, we're gonna be talking about Devolver Digital and all the stuff that they announced. Now, um, if you're a Final Fantasy VII fan, God, are you, <laughs> you are gonna be creaming <laughs> yourself. God damn, was there some shit announced. Holy shit. Mm. Um, so that's pretty exciting. Um, looking pretty cool. So a lot of stuff to talk about there. Uh, a lot of Bethesda's Starfield, the new Starfield game. A lot of details slowly starting to leak out um, of the leaky boat that is Bethesda about that game. Um, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we'll be discussing some of the things that we've heard over the week and what we think about those things. We're going to be talking about the poll and a bunch of quickfire stuff. But before we do that, I just want to thank all of our wonderful Patreons. You guys fucking rock. Thank you for supporting this freaking podcast financially. We need it. (laughs) But no, honestly, thank you so much to Sukai, Moosey, Hoenhoney, Honey, Caging Runt, and Sergeant Paul. You guys are freaking excellent. Very cool. All right. Now, without further ado, let's jump into our first news story for this week being the week of uh, the 20th of June, 2022. Uh, mm. E3, Grizz, is set to return mm. as a physical and digital show. Um, sounds like uh, according to uh, the ESA president and CEO, Stan Pierre-Louis, said, as much as we love digital events and as much as they reach people, we want uh, that global reach and we want uh, some really strong desire to convene with people, IRL. Uh, love it, but sounding, I love it, mate. Yeah, so sounding like um, they've probably seen how successful Summer Games Fest has kind of <laughs> peaked in their place. They're mm-hmm. going, hang on a second, mate, we'll just, we'll just off for a year. Um, you know, can't so be taking that. So this is off the 
This is off the back of, uh, if, if you didn't know this, guys, that E3 was supposed to be held 2022. It was cancelled because of the pandemic. And Correct. then it was held digitally, I believe, for 2020 and 2021. Didn't quite yeah. hit the mark on those. So, yeah, we'll see. I think yeah. this is pretty cool, Cap. My take on this is um, it sounds like they're going to be having an in-person part of this as well as a digital Absolutely. part. Absolutely, yeah. So Summer um, Games kind of had a little bit of an in-person thing, but it wasn't as big as a, a draw card. Obviously, normally E3 was kind of like a big melting pot of games journalists and developers and it's a good play, uh, way for a lot of people to network and, and catch up every year. So to not have that because of COVID, obviously, um, you know, people um, people like to mingle and all that kind of stuff and, and obviously mm-hmm. make those relationships. And so to be able to have this kind of thing going forward, I think is great. But will <laughs> will it to the former glory that E3 once was, Grizz? Well, Cap, it's interesting what you said at the start here, um, saying that Summer Games Fest was good, because I think that Summer Game Fest and, and Old Keeley tried to really capitalise in the absence of E3, but I don't reckon it was that successful. I think it kind of was, but I feel like there was a lot of people that didn't give their games to Keeley to, to present, and that's mainly because they had their own showcases, et cetera. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know. I think, I think uh, E3 is going to go either one of two ways. It's well, going to... I'm sure if Jeff Keeley was in this room right now, he would argue that he would be calling it Summer Games Fest season and that those other showcases were a part of the Summer Games Fest conglomerate. So you might argue that the festival showcase itself wasn't as highlightable and, and didn't have as good quality stuff. I mean, you know, we had Last of Us Part 1 remake, remake, remake. Um, so that was the bit that was the whole thing for that. I mean, that's that, uh, that's pretty showcase, much the main right? thing, right? I mean, mm-hmm. but the, the other thing is, Grizz, like, what did we have last time? We had the fucking the first gameplay reveal for Elden Ring, yeah. You know, Which... like, how do you compare? <laughs> you know, I was need... really hoping we might get a bit of DLC, um, or a, 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 some kind of um. You know, oh, imagine there was DLC there, mate. Jeez, would be. Well, that's what I mean, dude. It'd probably be. <clears throat> do you know what? I tell you right now, if we got that DLC, it would have been a very, very different um, Summer Games Fest, in my opinion. I yeah, think agreed. A big, agreed. a big calling card like that is it would have been a game changer for a lot of people. <laughs> Games, um, but yeah. So, so... Pat, what are your thoughts, mate? Do you think this E three is gonna gonna shit the bed again? Fourth uh, year running, mate, or do you think it's look, going to? Uh... I think. I, look, I don't know for sure, but mm. I do think that maybe um, E3 bloated over the years, probably had a very big management team and um, team sort of managing the individual aspects of E3, probably was quite costly to put on. And so then when they suddenly had all these developers and um, games companies sort of pull out, I'm sure it would have been a bleeding wound of of money just financially leaking from the system. But honestly, mate, mm. I think if they can clean up that again, I don't know for sure if that's the case, but I'm positive there would be a component of that if they well, can get the that thing. shit sorted. They're going to be they're going to be direct competing with Summer Games Fest now, right? Like this, usually the E3 runs at a various time, doesn't it? I think E3. Oh, that's a very good question. Maybe someone in chat might be able to tell us when the last E3 was in terms of month. Mm. I vaguely remember being around July, but maybe it was June. Um, but you're right. I mean, they <laughs> they kind of like you're not they, they, whoever is they're not going to want to announce. At, you know, it's going to be no. one or the other. I see it. It's being one not. or the other. The only thing is, maybe they start going. It's a good. It's a good point because now, like, okay, let's just say that they are. They do broadcast around about the same time, right? 
Mm. Now, mm. all of a sudden, Summer Games Fest and, and E3, they're going to be vying for developers to yeah. release their announcements in their things. So it's going to be like <laughs> a bit of a battle, um, especially yeah. if they're at the same time. It's going to be quite interesting, depending on if it does go ahead even. I mean, at this stage, we had E3 pl- uh, promised for this year and it, and it fell through, so I think. Um, do you, or maybe that do you was ever last want to year. go to a physical event, Cap, an E3 I've event? I've always wanted to go to an E3. Always yeah. wanted to go to an E3. But I mean, maybe it's something that when uh, OGR can get sponsored and sent to E3, and we can do a live panel discussion. That'd be sweet. Yeah, mate. Well, if we get a few <laughs> more Patreons on the Patreon, perhaps we might be able to pay Treon for a few flight tickets over to oh, US of A. Live from um, E3. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just a little. Maybe that's an episode Patreon 100 there. goal. That gives us a full year. <laughs> episode 100 is a full easy. year away. Easy, easy, mate. We'll have heaps um, of cash by then. We'll be living in our manners and all kinds of shit. Be fucking easy. <laughs> um, but yeah, so no, it'll be interesting to see what happens um, next year, Grizz. Uh, do I believe that E3 will definitely be back next year? <laughs> Honestly, anything can fucking happen. We might have COVID version two by then. I true, mate. Fucking, fucking touch true. wood. Fucking yeah. don't want that shit. But um, it'll be called something else. Like, yeah. I don't know. Uh, Russell Pox. Russell. Russell, Russell Crover. <laughs> Um, all right, anyways, moving along. So, yeah, there you go. E3 sort of, you know, probably back next year. Um, so, yeah. Woo. But, um, look, Grizz, one thing I wanted to sort of go back over this week because we didn't get a chance to do it last week. Yes, um, and I was quite, mm-hmm. quite saddened by that fact because there's some pretty cool shit that was announced by these guys. Mm-hmm. The indie, indie pr- producer darlings that are at Devolver Digital continually put out these really fucking all indie games that just mm. sort of really push the barrier and they're always qu- really good quality as well you know these are the guys that did um you know four game four guys and um death's door um mm-hmm. did loop hero uh inscription as well which was really cool card game we have a lot to say uh positively about devolver digital cap i don't think there's ever been a bad word said about them on this podcast no absolutely just the way not. that they Manage their PR as well, dude, and manage the release yeah. of these games is is always something that I admire yeah. as well. I, I also get the vibe that they look after the 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 companies that are kind of under their arms. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. um, I just think they're a really good company, and um, I just appreciate everything they do. So really wanted to go back over the the Volva Digital uh, showcase that they had. Uh, recently so i just wanted um, to quickly apologize to you listeners out there unfortunately we do not have the little gameplay videos on this particular potty today they were causing some audio issues so um at least we believe so hopefully Uh, maybe the the audio issues won't be on this podcast this week um but you might have noticed them last week but we think it might be a, a network um capacity issue for old pavelarch who's uh doing all the producing but yeah Anyways, a bit of technical jargon for you. Uh, but, Grizz, moving along. Um, yeah, so, <clears throat> Cult of the Lamb, very interesting-looking game. Kind of has, like, a bit lamb. of a um, almost a uh, what's the, a Binding of Isaac kind of art style-esque-ish. <laughs> um, good. looks fucking hilarious. <laughs> looks very interesting. So mm. I'm just going to read a blurb from the Steam store. Um, Cult of the Lamb cast players in the role of a possessed lamb saved from annihilation by an ominous stranger and must repay their debt by building a loyal following in their name. Uh, start your own <laughs> lamb cult in the land of false prophets, venturing out into diverse and mysterious regions to build a loyal community of woodland worshippers and spread your word to become the true cult. So it's kind of weird, Grizz. It kind of looks like you 
get vis that join your cult and then you use them to build structures and summon mm -hmm. uh, like deities that you then kill to become the omega like kind of cthulhu lamb yep. thing um, yep. and it looks pretty rad dude the art style um, is awesome in it man it's very cutesy it's weird because it's like cutesy but ominous as fuck they've done yep. a real good job with it for cutesy, sure a bit grim um but yeah it looks really really cool so um, looks like you can sort of uh, you sort of collect resources to to build structures. Uh, lots of lots yeah. of exploration with a randomly generated world, um, according to the blurb here. Uh, fighting off hordes of enemies and defeat rival cult leaders in order to absorb their power and assert your cult's dominance. Train your flock and embark on a quest to explore and discover the secrets of the That's four good. mysterious regions. Just watching yeah. the trailer as you're saying this, Cap, and it looks very interesting because it looks like there's RTS kind of moments where you're doing farming and and, and building and, and uh, base management. And then I'm seeing bits of literal um, action RPG where you're swinging your sword and fighting bosses and yeah. dodging attacks. So it, it kind of looks to me, Grizz, like maybe there's, you've got that <coughs> RTS base building thing going mm. on and then you also have a dungeon crawler aspect where you're Dang. getting these resources, at least just yep. from what I can see, which I'm going to tell you what, Grizz, it kind of looks, it, it looks really freaking cool. It's almost like one of those diorama boxes, but in the style of um, Isaac and your character's kind of in the box and you're kind of looking down into the diorama box. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. um, It looks really cool. Uh, I love so games I'm, that I'm have like multiple little genres within them uh one that jumps to mind cap is stardew valley where you have it's a farming simulator game but then you can get into the mine and it turns into this kind of like a a little uh you know you attack things and collect things almost like a bit of an action rpg so it looks pretty cool man i think yeah, um i mean I this would be a lot of fun on on the topic of games like that what about um uh it takes two i mean they just about bridged every genre <laughs> Very true. They did, mate, and they did it so yeah. freaking well. Could you imagine being a game dev for that? Like, oh, like, dude, oh, Jim, you got. That, well, I wonder how many people were on that dev team because the, yeah. the different uh, genres in that were just so spot on. Yeah, eh? yeah, just that. Well, and even like you know, overarching had that um, kind of platformer thing going on, and then they kind of blend into these little moments of a different genre, which I I really appreciated it because you know you kind of had that. Um, kind of thing going on um, here and there. And, you know, I, I suppose just the the constant kind of platforming with you and your mate and then, you know, you, all of a sudden you'd be in like a side-by-side a, a -side fighting game and, and it was just cool, Crazy, really, really cool. Dude. And then your mate's driving the plane that you guys are fighting on. It's just, if you it guys... There's a Diablo home, section, dude, where you, you were like, yeah. there's a top, top down like glow section as well. Yeah, Very good. so yeah. cool, man. Mm. Everyone at home, if you haven't had a chance to play that game... Um, Honestly, you got to give it a crack. It it's um it can be a little bit cringy here and there with some of the um story, but for the most part, I think it's really nicely heartfelt, and um I just think the way that they implemented a lot of that. But look, anyways, we are talking about uh, Cult of the Lamb here, but yeah, so um very interesting looking game. Definitely going to give that mm -hmm. a crack. Is there a there is a demo Grizz actually available on Steam? Is um, there? Yeah, I'll go and check that like, out, man. Be interesting. Yeah, I'm thinking I might do the same or. To be honest, I think I'm just going to wait until it gets released and just buy it. So it looks like it's coming out on August the 11th. So very freaking cool. All right, moving along. Grizzly Gaming 86. Angerfoot. Feet Foot. have <laughs> become angry. Particularly <laughs> yeah. angry. Oh, um, man. Now, Grizz, have you seen this game before? 
Yeah, I have. This also has a demo on Steam. I actually saw JD play it. But um, Cap, if you've got the little blurb, mate, read it out so the viewers know what, what we're going to be talking about here for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, off the Steam page, Angerfoot is a f- lightning-fast, hard bass blast of kicking doors and kicking ass. Crash through the caffeine-fueled fever dream of shit city. <laughs> Putting the boot to a menacing menagerie of merciless gangsters. So it's kind of like a um, first-person... Uh, first-person shooter kind of thing, but like your, I guess your melee attack is just literally this big foot just coming out yeah. and kicking the shit out of people. It's this dude with basically awesome. a super foot, right? And he's like, and that's what they harp on. <laughs> There's a cut scene in it where he's sitting there with his girlfriend, and she's just cooked him dinner, and then he gets this phone call, and it's like they've got his shoe, and he's just like, <laughs> and he's just like gets up and he fucking kicks the door down, and out he goes, and like. <laughs> It's just absolutely like classic, but the the combat's very stylized, Cap. Very yeah, stylized. Highly so, stylized. I'm trying to think yeah. of what it kind of reminds me of. But the, the characters are kind of well, the the art style is kind of plasticiny, but not really. Um, kind of plasticiny meets comic book. Um, it's 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 pretty interesting. I think it's going to be quite funny. Don't know if I'll pick it up, but I'm definitely keen to watch other people play it for sure, Grizz. Um, yeah. I quite I quite like some of the animations that have been shown in the trailer. Like you've kind of <laughs> you kind of like double kicks, and like it just looks like at one point there's absolutely no feet on the floor. So how is he going to manage <laughs> yeah. to? Yeah, I don't know. It just looks yeah, really right. weird. But yeah, yeah. Um, very very it's cool. Definitely, game. it's definitely a bit of a comedy action in there for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think they're definitely going for the sort of zany, weird comedy, and and the the main character that has like this balaclava on and like looks like. Have you seen that meme of Brendan Fraser with the weird, like the crying eyes? Um, mm. Just kind of mm-hmm. reminds me of 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 that. <laughs> it just looks like he's, you know, not having a great time. Uh, but yes, that's uh, that's another one coming from Devolver Digital that looks quite interesting. Uh, and that one is due in uh, two thousand and twenty-three. So we got a little bit of time before that one hits the deck. So the uh, um, keep just an eye one- out. One quick one on that one, Cap. The the soundtrack is an absolute banger on this one. That's what drives you through yeah. the levels. It's like doof doof the oh, whole time. Do you know what like, this game reminds me of, Chris? And... You ever play Hotline Miami? No, I didn't play Hotline Miami. Is it a bit a bit uh, similar to this? Is it? It reminds the, uh... me of a first person version of Hotline Miami. Okay, that's what this reminds me of. So if you're a Hotline <laughs> Miami fan, I think I think this is probably about. Yeah, because Hotline Miami is kind of top down. Um, your character's walking through these rooms and like just kicking the shit out of everyone and, um, mm. you know, mafia Dude, mob bosses. Okay. When he's driving in the car cap, he's like yeah. smoking on his, uh, what's those, e-cigarettes? He's driving <laughs> oh, with his feet. <laughs> he's driving with his two feet on the steering wheel. Dude, I can appreciate that. Pretty cool. Was, I think I think it looks funny. I'm right. definitely going to try and watch someone play through that, I mm. think. Uh, but, yeah, so there you go. Uh, another yeah, game that absolutely. had has been announced, Grizz, is um is a game called Card Shark. Yeah. Now, um, looks really interesting, Grizz. So it actually came out. Um, oh, hang on, uh, coming to Nintendo Switch on June second. So it's already been out for a little. This while. is available now, um, Cap. You can play this now on Steam. Yeah. Hmm. So um, now, so the game it has like an art style that kind of is a little bit of reminiscent of like those. Not quite to this degree, but those like old medieval tapestry art that you see um, mm. kind of reminds you of that. Uh, and you're, it's, it's, it's very, very kind of um, old um, diagrammy kind of drawn. It's probably a terrible way to explain that, but just go and check out the track. 
trailer for listening. What the fuck is Cap talking about? <laughs> but anyways, the art style is pretty cool. So um, very drawn and um, you're, it looks like it takes place in kind of like a, a uh, like a Victorian era um, casino kind of thing. And you're some kind of, like, uh, well, you're called a card shark, I guess. So it's an adventure game full of cunning intrigue and delectable deceit enter a world where you'll need to play your opponents better than you play your cards. So I don't even know if you do an awful lot of card playing in this game, Grizz. Yeah, there's deceit. You learn cheats and tricks apparently to, to deceive your things. But And, and apparently you play through the game um, and there's different endings and there's different ways to achieve those endings. Um, so this it, it looks pretty cool, Cap, and the reviews on Steam are going uh, – it's, it's very, very positive at the moment, boasting yeah. 90% on the, on the Steam reviews. Um, yeah. One thing that caught me when I was – I just wanted to have a quick look to see how this game was kind of received, Cap, but um, the devs are responding to critical feedback on some of the mixed and negative reviews. Interesting. Looking for ways to improve the game, and, and there's a couple there that I just – and this is a sign to me that it's a, a great dev that's managing this game. So there were, someone kind of was complaining about there's tutorial there, but it doesn't explain all the mechanics that you see in the game. And they kind of say, yeah, well, we would like the characters to kind of um, figure out how to do certain things. However, you've made a good point and this will be implemented in the next version of the game. And just like bits and pieces, seeing that interaction with um, with these review scores is something that is small dev team to be able to do that, like, Big, big, big respect for for uh, absolutely, Chris. For sure, mm. yeah. And it looks like there's a lot of different stuff going on in the game. So I think majority of it is kind of taking place with this deceptive kind of card games. I believe the beginning of the game, you're taken under the under the wing of a uh, an actual card shark, and and they're teaching you how to go about kind of. Well, they want you to help them win card games essentially. So you're doing things like mini games where you're pouring wine and trying to look at people's cards and, and give okay. them the rough idea of what the suits and stuff <laughs> that they cool. have is. So, yeah. um, and then also looks like in the trailer, like there's also jewels and stuff that you'll, um, you'll be performing. Mm. So sword jewels and um, sort of pistol jewels in the era of, you know, Victorian era. So you can imagine those kind of muskety looking pistol things. So. Of, cool. the com- of the complaints that I saw, Cap, in the <clears throat> reviews, some of them were complaining about the difficulty being quite hard, mate. So that's an interesting one. And I wonder whether you use these. Yeah, I like that. I always That's when I know that uh, it's a potentially a good game. Dude, Returnal was all like that. I was like, no, this game's too fucking hard, too hard, like, yeah. no good. Yeah, weed out no the good. noobs. <laughs> 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 but, yeah, it looks very, very cool. I like the art style. Uh <laughs> Um, but yeah, if you if if any of that sounds even vaguely interesting to you at home, go and check out the trailer. Uh, covers mm. a fair bit of the game. It seems like it's sort of um, so you're not just kind of doing that for no particular reason. I believe the whole idea is that you're kind of trying to find out information about the um, the upper class in that area that you're in uh, because there's some you know some some dodgy shit going on. So you're trying to you know land them in the shit. Uh, and um, some info on these on these these nasty buggers, but um, yeah, looks very very cool. Uh, Grizz, now here's another game that's coming out from Devolver for Digital that I yes, am actually frothing sure. on. It's called the yeah. Plucky Squire. Oh, um, this is the one you're sick. frothing on. The yeah. next one that we're going to discuss is the one that I'm frothing on. I bet you know what that is. Oh yeah, I know exactly what that is, and yeah. I knew you would be frothing on that one. But yeah. we'll talk about this one first. So, yeah. the Plucky yeah. Squire—it's um, mm. kind of a platformer, and what happens is 
the characters kind of in this book that's like on an actual physical kind of table and you'll your character's moving around in this book and the page turns and then your character's on the next page and you're moving through these little kind of 2D environments top down. Um, mm. And then halfway through the, uh, the trailer, um, your character kind of comes off the book and into the 3D world and you're kind of walking around um, this environment on this, on this person's desk and your character's kind of, you know, moving around, interacting with these things, and it's it just looks really cool. Very I think the way that they've cool. implemented uh, implemented it. Um, I think if I saw a game like this that didn't have both kind of the two D three D thing going on, I wouldn't be that interested in it. But if they've got both. So uh, is there is there two D components of this it. as well, Cap? Like in the actual gameplay, two D and three D yeah. components of the game. Yeah, yeah. Right. So there's there's two yeah. D. Uh, so you, it looks like your character kind of starts off on this book that might act as kind of like a tutorial, and you're kind of walking through. Mm. And then your character gets kicked out into the three D world, um, and then is walking it's, around in there. It's, it's worth pointing out, Cap, that um, so the developer of this game's All Possible Futures that has a guy uh, called James Turner. Um, who was the art director for Pokemon Sword and Shield, oh. which I found interesting. So I don't know whether you saw any Pokemon, like that kind of cartoony nature in, in that uh, trailer at all. Um, I, I guess maybe a little bit, but yeah. Yeah, maybe a little bit. I think um, maybe maybe I suppose more so just aesthetically rather than the actual art style mm. uh, and, and maybe just some of the character design to a degree. But um, for the most part, if you, talk, if you, if you ask... If I had to try and guess that, I don't think I would have. But I mean, it's an interesting fact about the game. Um, mm, but yeah, man. looks very, very cool. I think um, just the way they presented this with that kind of like uh, not quite comic book, but like cutesy kind of character walking around, almost Legend of Zelda um, like uh, yeah. kind of top down in the book area and then moving out into the 3D world, doing kind of platformy kind of stuff and then also having these elements where he's on a coffee mug for one point where he's kind of just walking around like you would in mario like um 2d it's just looks really really cool really really pretty cool dang, so it's pretty dang good eh yeah i'm quite good. excited to give this a crack so uh when uh, does this come Cap- out Grizzly? this is going to be on nintendo switch i believe mate your, pc your... switch ps5 and ah. this definitely looks like a switch game for me um yeah, it does 100%. i think I, i'd want to play this on my switch you know, you have, you just certain games. You're like, I just love to sit in oh. bed and play that. Dude, you this know? looks so good. The actual storybook nature of it makes it look so nice. Yeah, look like and the animations cool, and stuff. The right. blend between the different like kind of um, perspectives. You yeah. know what I mean? It it, yeah, it looks really really freaking cool. So um, go and check that out at home if you if you if any of the things we said interest you vaguely. Uh, but yeah, so there you go, Plucky Squire. Now. The last one on the list here, Grizzler, a game called Skate Story. <laughs> now, Cap, before you dive into this, mate, the all right, the artwork of the trailer. What TV series does it look like to Stranger you? Things? Fucking oath! Have they done that on purpose? Do you think? Absolutely. Surely. Yeah, they have, haven't they? Like, yeah, absolutely, looks, mate. <laughs> mirror image of that, hey, mate. For the most part, like. All the all the text and stuff is almost exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, I tell you what though, um, the band playing during this trailer, new mm. new uh, band of mine that I thoroughly enjoy. Um, now, what was their yeah. name? Blood, blood, pretty good trails or some shit. I can't remember. I, I favorited the track because I really enjoyed. It's kind of that Tame Impala kind of thing going. Cap, there's something about 
skateboarding games and having a banging soundtrack, they come hand in hand. Don't yeah, you, you know what? That's such a good point. I mean, obviously, you know, Tony Hawk's is is the classic example. I mean, mm. I remember you know some of the bands from from those games, like you know, like even Blink oh, One Eight Two and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, like those were like that's how you learnt about those bands. You Gold, know, Goldfinger. There was that. That's those yeah. the soundtracks. Everyone knew them all. Like, yeah, absolutely. But right. you know what, Grizz? Like back in those days, like it wasn't just like spooling up Spotify or YouTube and just listening to your favorite band. Mm. Like you were exposed to music and such. Well, I mean, through rage, uh, you know, yeah, in the mornings yep. um, or, uh, you know, you might hear it on the radio, but like having it via a game was such a, diff- such a novelty. And I think you really kind of, the nostalgia factor really pumped it through because it was just like that exposure to music obviously was around you, but like learning new bands was difficult in the sense that, mm. you know, a lot of bands didn't get radio time. So having a video game like this to pump out these new bands that you hadn't heard before as a kid, man, holy shit. It, what, yeah. what a crazy amount of exposure for some bands. Doesn't you know? well. Yeah. But um, it looks There's, pretty cool. It's, it's, it's kind of got like a um, oh, Tron kind of thing going on. Oh, absolutely. It's so bizarre. I'll, I'll read this little, uh, this little blurb so the viewers know what this game's kind of about. So Skate Story uh, is all about a demon made of glass and pain. That is your main character. That's who you're skating with, who makes a deal with the devil, um, with the demon needing to skate, to eat uh, the moon, to rid themselves of the curse. Now, you'll see things <laughs> like where you sell your physical souls and that's what you spend to buy decks and wheels and truck upgrades. That's fucking and- cool. Like skating f- uh, f- fresh. There's over seventy skate tricks uh, that you can um, improve and go as you as you will. There's trials. There's uh, gear, and there's also uh, demons that you need to destroy with certain tricks. So it's a fucking bizarre game, Cap. Would you ever think you would see like a demon, Tony Hawk? Because the, the gameplay. If you read it to me, I would never have thought it was a skating game. Like if I had, if yeah. I'd not seen the YouTube or anything, like mm. just that blurb just does not seem like it, it matches at all. But I tell you what, man, I've never really been a skating game guy. Just, it's not my, I've never skated in my life. Cause I have absolutely no um, hand-eye coordination or anything um, or foot-eye coordination. So I'm just shit at that kind of stuff. But um, mm. honestly, like I, I can see myself playing this. Um, this might be my first skate skating game of all time. Get into it, mate, dude! I was a massive Tony Hawk's. I used to skate a lot when I was younger. I can I'm average now. I always feel like when I skate now, I'm just going to break something if I fall over. But yeah, all the way from one all the age, way mate. up. Yeah, oh, exactly, dude. And when the yeah. remakes came out, I still played those as well. But from the look of this game, honestly, like the way the skater moves and the way that he you see him grinding and doing tricks. It looks very Tony Hawk esque to me. So absolutely, yeah. I think um, definitely kind of channeling a bit of Tony Hawk energy, but also putting a really interesting spin on a genre that's never seen any kind of variation in that yeah. sense. Well, mate. that's what I was going to say to you, Cap. What do we've got? We've got Tony Hawks, and we've got the Skate One, Two, and Three series, and basically yeah. anything else that outside of those, I feel like has kind of not been very good. And we've just seen one game that was jank, and, and nothing else came out. So it'll be yeah. interesting to see an, another skating game come into the mix and see whether it's successful. They've kind of done the same thing of not super the same, but um, you know we're starting to have a lot of like golf games come out with RPG elements at the moment. Or we also Ooh. had like Golf Story on Nintendo Switch that kind of had the, right. the golf um, RPG thing going on. So having RPG mm. elements in kind of more real world sport kind of games, I think is, is interesting. I mean, it's been done before, I guess. I mean, 
they have that um is it Warhammer Blood Bowl? Is that the thing I'm thinking of? Yeah. Blood know, Bowl is the is the sport, is the uh, sport yeah. like gridiron, gridiron is kind of one. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um uh American football, I guess, but um yeah. uh yeah. Cool. So it interesting. Really so the guy the guy's made a glass cap, and one thing you see in the trailer here is when he stacks it, your body just shatters. It's <laughs> just like yeah. yeah, which is that whole um demon made a glass thing, right? Which yeah. is yeah. yeah. I like the idea of there being enemies that you have to fight with the skate tricks. I think that's pretty fucking cool. I'm honestly keen, man. I'll pick this up 100%. I'll give this a crack um, for sure. It sounds cool. I like the idea. A little bit off-center, um, something that you would never kind of pitch together, um, you know, demons and, and skating and, and just the kind of way this looks. But we haven't really talked about the art style, Cap, but it's very unique, mate. It's very, uh, I don't know, like the colors are all quite dark and brooding and, um, everything else and uh, lots of, of reds, for lack of a better description. But yeah, just yeah, a bit, a yeah. Bit, it's uh, kind of um, it's almost got like a like an old videotape thing yeah, over the 100%. top. Yeah, hundred percent. VHS oh, kind of vibe. Uh, hang on, there's a movie with Hasselhoff that is is um, oh not uh, oh god, what was that freaking movie that came out? Um, uh, movies. It, it had like a had a oh fuck's sakes why can't i think of it it had a <laughs> sorry baywatch no, no not baywatch it was um <laughs> it, it was like a weird retro 80s movie that got kickstarted um someone in oh. chat might might not think oh kung fu fury that's the one i'm thinking of oh, kung fu fury uh, it kind of looks a bit like that yeah yeah okay. it got the same kind of like 80s um if you can oh, like I know exactly. Dude, yeah, I'm looking at it right now, dude. It looks like yeah. very much like that. Yeah. Especially the text, the text yeah. on the uh, cover album and stuff. Same yeah. kind of um, aesthetic. Uh, so oh, if you if you've seen Kung Fu, Kung Fury, not Kung Fu. Who said Kung Fu Fury? A Swedish Lucy, martial on, arts comedy. <laughs> that sounds like a weird mixture, dude. A Swedish yeah. martial arts comedy. You don't hear Come that on. very often, do you? <laughs> Uh, but it wasn't even a full-length film. It was a featurette. Uh, I think it was only like 60 to 70 minutes or something like that. 31 um, minutes, dude. It was oh, 31 minutes. minutes. Yeah, it was It was quite small, quite small. Yeah, right. uh, but, yeah, that movie was like Kickstarter, dude, and like I think one of the Kickstarter goals was to get David Hasselhoff in it, and they, they reached the goal. <laughs> it was just, <laughs> just well, what a weird time. That was in the era of like oh, just all kinds of random shit hitting Kickstarter and getting Kickstarter because it was such a novelty. Yeah, um, but very. We haven't very seen a yeah. kicks. We haven't seen a good. Well, I haven't heard of a, a, a of a, a big large scale Kickstarter for a while. Cap, is it? They still I think they're happening thing? just outside of our bubble of things. The last one I got involved with was oh, what has Pav got there? What the fuck is that? Is that an Ouya? Oh my it's god, an it is an Ouya. Gross. What's an Ouya? What is that? It, what is it? It was like Ouya? the android gaming console that just fucking died (laughs) was it kickstarted yeah my mate has one sleepy had one and he was like mate this is the next big thing in gaming (laughs) kazi will pay you fucking a grand for that he fucking loves gaming consoles mate i swear (laughs) does it play anything Um, or not um Yeah, plays on your heartstrings, I think. It's about the only thing it does. <laughs> I can't quite remember what it plays, but I think you can uh, boot up like a Raspberry Pi on it and it can be pretty much anything. I thought the idea was it was supposed to play any game off the Play Store, essentially. Uh, yeah, essentially, but that's garbage, so you can yeah. 
You can so, po- you can... poor, man's, poor man's stream deck, basically. They pronounce your, the phone in your hand right now is probably more powerful than I, that. Oh, 100%. Video. That thing is like about, oh, almost get it, getting close to 10 years old, though, as well. Yeah. Yeah. My oh, phone can't shit. even play Diablo Immortal, boys. <laughs> this Blizzard told me, don't you all have phones? Well, fuck you. I don't have a phone that can run Diablo Immortal. That sucks. <laughs> Crazy, you have to get a new phone, mate. I'm sick of hearing about you can't, you're not being able to play Diablo Immortal on your phone. True. Um, mm. Not that you want to, but anyways. <laughs> all right. So, Grizz, we had uh, four, ga- five games. Um, Cold of the yep. Lamb, Angerfoot, Card Shark, the Plucky Squire and Skate Story. You have to pick How? two to take home Oof. with you. What are you taking okay. home with you? Um, skate Story, hundo percento. Yeah. And then I honestly think, dude, Cult of the Lamb looks really fun yep. as yep. my two that I would pick. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely think they're my standouts. All okay. Before I pick mine, all of them look amazing. I think like equally very, very great freaking video games, and um, yet more just indie hotness coming from. Devolver Digital as as a producing studio, or one of them not studio that just produces, but still. Uh, but yeah, I think I'd be picking Cold of the Lamb for sure. Very excited mm. for that, and I think the Plucky Squire. I'm very very keen to give yeah. that a crack. Um, the, something about just fun. the way it changes the perspectives. I just think it looks so cool. Um, Dude, even yeah. Card Shark seems pretty cool as well. Seems pretty Card, fun. Card Shark does really rad. Um, I'm just I'm not 100% sold these... on the art style is the only thing that I think yeah, is putting me off. It's definitely not for me. I mean, it's cool, don't get me wrong, but I just don't think I'd want to stick with it for a long period of time. I'm hoping yeah. a few of these come to Game Pass, Grizzo. Oh, yeah, um, it's a good call. Because then I won't yeah. have to pay for them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but we'll see how that goes. Anyways, all right, so that was the Devolver Digital Showcase, Grizzly. A lot of really cool shit, man. What really do you give cool it out of shit. ten, Cap? What do you give the Devolver? Uh, Honestly, dude, I'm going to give it a solid nine. I think, yeah. um, I think they like for. I mean, look, these guys are indie studios. They're pumping well above their weight in terms of the content they're producing. Um, <laughs> they're they're doing some really cool stuff with uh with genres. I mean, Skate Story, dude. They're <laughs> mixing yeah, RPG elements with a skating game. Like, who thinks about that kind of shit? Yeah. Um, even the way that Plucky Squire has implemented their perspective weirdness and, and Cold of the Lamb looks like a really weird kind of base building dungeon crawler fucking thing. It looks cool, what, man. Cap, if you were a indie dev um, right now and you've got someone like Devolver Digital handling your, your, your game in terms of PR perspective and everything else, you'd be pretty freaking stoked. Yeah. Well, I think, I think they're pretty good at, at um, picking certain yeah. studios that they've got a style they know they know they definitely they? have a style yeah. dude i think they, yeah. they're really good at picking certain uh <laughs> you know just even art style wise and and but definitely quality grids like these indie games aren't the shit you see populating the <laughs> the steam store you know like old mates gone and um you know put in his game dev project from um you know uni and and it's a big pile of shit mm. but um mm. they, these are really really good games so um yeah um very, very excited i actually haven't these. played loop hero yet cap oh that's Chris, you gotta give that a crack should, yeah i should give that a crack man a big that's fan a of good stream game dude because you don't have to you, you kind of you're not that you set and forget it but you kind of don't have to monitor it all that much because it's just mm. going around in the loop and killing shit and you kind of every now and then you're like oh i need to do something uh, i need a stream more mate fucking haven't been streamed for ages i need to just get back into it just too just uh, too busy mate too much shit no. going on what's streaming we'll what the there. fuck's that 
Yeah, what is it? <laughs> what is that? Uh, but all right, now, Grizz, we got more stuff to talk about. I would like to talk mm-hmm. about the Final Fantasy VII 25th anniversary stream. Whew. Now, there were yeah. a heap of, heap of things announced for this. Now, mm-hmm. we did have inklings. Well, we didn't really. There was kind of rumors, but nothing major that there was going to be quite a lot of stuff announced. But um, I definitely didn't expect there to be this much stuff announced. Um, now, again, this is Final Fantasy VII, um, the seventh, 25th year anniversary celebration stream since they Gee, released that game. It's a long time, dude. 25 years, dude. I, I was six years old when that game came out. Oh, I think I think I actually remember when 8 came out. I think that might have been one of the first ones that I played. I remember it had yeah. like five discs or something on the... Yeah. Well, Final Fantasy was something like that as well, wasn't it? Like four or five? Um yeah, just a different era, Grizz, to be a part of. Mm, you know, putting those absolutely. different discs into your into your. Um, yeah, if one of them was <laughs> your scratched. You're fucked. Yes, one? one of the one oh, of the yeah. four was scratched. Oh, you're no good. You'd be spewing, <laughs> wouldn't you? You get all the way to the end, and then the the disc just carks it. <laughs> yeah. It's not like you can order in a replacement disc. You've literally got to buy a whole game again. You know, yeah, Bloody literally. Oh, classic. But um, look, Grizz. So a bunch of stuff was announced at this 25th anniversary stream. Uh, now, the first huge announcement was that they have formally shown off the trailer for the next. Uh, the, so I'm gonna I'm gonna word this in a certain way, Grizz, and you'll find out why in a second. Okay. This is the sequel to the Final Fantasy VII remake. The sequel. Yep. yep. It's the sequel. It's, yep. Yeah. It's so it's the two. sequel to that game. No, it's the sequel. Okay, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's the next one in line, right? Well, yeah, it kind of is, but I'm just being a bit of a dick because it seems like, Grizz, what's happening in the remakes is they are taking a little bit of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, They're kind of like, they're going off, off the beaten track with it. With the story, yeah. so so they're not just um, going to make a normal remake all the way through seven. No, like it's it looks like the story's kind and... of the story's changing, and there's some stuff online where people are saying because there's a meteor that hits the planet, um, and maybe that meteor hitting the planet has triggered some kind of time dilation thing, and this is um, that happening now in the remake. So um, it sounds like. <laughs> They're iterating on the. Sounds like they're just trying to make heaps of money from fucking. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely, (laughs) of course they are. Of course they are. But so essentially, what I I do like about this is that um, they're they're providing some kind of newish take on the story. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of nostalgia anyway because it sort of takes place in uh, environments and areas that um, are sort of similar from that original game. But look, regardless of all the speculation. This is the second iteration in the remake of the Final Fantasy VII franchise. Um, they're calling it Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Um, now, the interesting thing is you kind of see Cloud walking around with Sephiroth walking behind him, which hmm. it kind of like, is that Sephiroth, um, is he the? Is he really there? Is he a spirit or some shit following Cloud? Or um, is he now buddy-buddy with Sephiroth? Which, hmm. who knows? We, we don't, this is the thing we... We don't really know what's going on because it's all a little bit weird and wonderful now. But um, you do see uh, visions of Nibelheim that you might remember from the first game. Um, there is a thing in the trailer that says, what is fact and what is fiction? So, so maybe some weird shit going on that you're trying to find. 
go between. So, Cap, this is not a remake then. This is... this. You're telling well, me from what I'm reading here. It, looks it is like a remake in the sense that they're remaking the game, but they're, ta- they're taking their own direction yeah. with the story in certain aspects. So Dude, in the I'm- trailer, you, you see a character with black hair that kind of looks loud. Now, his name's yeah. Zach something or other. And he in the in the original trilogy, trilogy he dies uh, before the events of what is going to be Final Fantasy Remake Two. Cap, is there going to be a lot of people that are pissed off about this that just want wanted a Final Fantasy Seven remake, um, or is this something that I the, actually the think? Play base is no, yeah, I think people probably like the idea that they're not um, maybe stepping too hard on the toes of. Uh, of the original, if that makes sense. Yeah. Maybe that they're taking yeah. a little bit of a different direction with it. And they're, they're obviously very unapologetic about it. They're like, hey, this is a different thing and it's all happening I'm, elsewhere. I'm, well, I didn't, when I was reading this, I didn't realise this was the case, Cap, and I was actually going to shit on the game a little bit and say, fucking how long is it they're going to draw this game out of the same thing they made seven years ago, just a remake? But yeah. <clears throat> I take it all back and I say that maybe this is kind of cool because it looks like they're taking a bit of creative freedom here to... <clears throat> kind of bend the boundaries and it's maybe it's in the yeah. fantasy seven world as it was there but they're kind of twisting bits and pieces so keep yep. keep the fans on their toes which is pretty cool yeah we, i'm you... actually really really stoked for it dude i think so it looks, kept... looks pretty interesting you played through the first part one sorry or whatever it is um yeah. are you going to play this one as well do you think absolutely yeah, absolutely. The one thing I'm a, I, I, I hope it doesn't come into play too much is um, I played the the original Final Fantasy remake. So the the, the remun. So this is going to annoy me. It is is which <laughs> yeah, which remake did you play? One, two, or three? Yeah. Like it just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Anyways, remake the the first remake um, <laughs> part one. Um, I played that on my PS4. So there's no save data to carry across onto oh. whatever. So I'm wondering if save data does come into play with this. Um, if they're doing some weird time shit, they might be doing some save data stuff, which would okay. make me a bit sad uh, because yeah. I won't have access to that. But the one thing mm. that I'm really interested in, Grizz, is once you sort of get to this part of the game in the original game, um, it, it really opens up. It gets quite uh, open world and you can kind of go to a, uh, the whole eastern seaboard and, and run around. So... I'm wondering just how much of the game is kind of going to be open, I, I guess, from that. I mean, there was kind of open world areas-ish in the first remake, but um, I, I do wonder how much they lean into that with this next sort of sequel. I remember it, Cap, in the, I think it was Final Fantasy VII, is you can get like a chocobo and you like ride it around on the map and yeah. stuff. Is that seven? Yeah. 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 So yeah, we're well, going to see. Mean, chocobos there any, a, a, were there any chocobos in the first remake? Uh, yes, there was, but I don't think they were rideable. Okay. Um, Better be fucking I mean, rideable chocobos, mate. Surely. Because, <laughs> I mean, the thing is, Grizz, with Final Fantasy games, there's a lot of yeah. elements that they reuse between the games, even though the stories don't aren't related, right? right. So chocobos you know, are of, all the way through, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. Like, even in Final Fantasy Online, your mounts are chocobos. Yeah. Cap, was there a card game? Uh, in Final Fantasy VII that sat behind. Ooh. I know there was in eight and nine. I am I th- not 100% oh, sure there? whether there was in seven. Hang on. FF7 card game. I can't quite fucking remember. If there was, like... I absolutely didn't interact with it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think. All... Oh, maybe not. I don't maybe think that was so. introduced in eight. That might have been introduced no, in I eight. No, I think there was definitely one. Uh, Triple Triad was in eight. 
is the one you're thinking of, I think. Okay, and then they had it, Tetra yeah. Master, which was in nine, oh. which um, was, was another sick. really good one. You'd get like the God cards and stuff. I feel like uh, the Witcher took yep. a lot from that with Gwent. They were like, absolutely. Mm, yeah. This. Mm. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I thought those card games were really cool and, and quite um, interesting in the way that you would play them just mechanically. Um, mm. Very, uh, <laughs> it was very Japanese. It, just in the way that like the card games ran just it, I, I kind of had the same reaction to a lot of like, you know, dark souls games when I first played them, like they just seemed absolutely cumbersome and just what the fuck is going on here. But um, you know, you kind of figured it out just by tinkering and poking around with it. But the mm. worst thing was in number nine with the Tetra master, you could actually lose your cards yeah. um, when you lost. So if you <laughs> didn't know what the fuck you're doing, you could quite yeah. easily end up with Go a on. deck of nothing. And then you can't even play the card game. Because <laughs> the way it works, if you beat someone, you get to take one of their cards that they've played. Yeah. Is that the way it works? Yeah. yeah. And it, that's, that's how you got back to legends and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> they take the, yeah. <laughs> yep. So all of a sudden yeah. you could have bugger all, but, um, Love it. but yeah. So anyways, going back to the uh, new final seven, uh, final fantasy seven rebirth trailer. Um, yeah. You got your, your same characters. I think, uh, You've got, um, is it Aerith talking over the top? Um, yeah, I think so. Uh, but yeah, you basically have someone saying, oh, Zach, I thought you died. So yeah, again, kind of leaning into that altered timeline, um, what's going to happen mm-hmm. with the story, who knows. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really keen for it. Looks, um, looks quite good. Uh, the trailer doesn't really do anything particularly interesting in my opinion. I think mm-hmm. the whole trailer was kind of just to sort of be like, guess what, guys? Zach's back. Can you believe yeah. it? He's actually in this game. And then everyone's going to go, woo. But the thing is, I wanted to see more about, like, you know. It's carrying is there, cloud. Show me dude. an open world. Oh, they're both looking pretty wrecked. Um, Cap, yeah. one thing we haven't covered yet is the release time frame. So I believe this looks to be coming out winter 2023. So we've still got a little yeah. little wait on this one, baby. I kind of expected that, Grizz. What, what about you? I, I, I wasn't expecting this any time soon. Honestly, I went into this with no expectations of when this was coming out, so that doesn't doesn't surprise me. Yeah, surprise me. I'm not surprised. But exactly. <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't fucking care about that. I didn't play the first one. I probably won't play this one. But Cap, um, will you play this on your PC or will you play this on your PlayStation Five? Or well, is it that is a very good question to? because will it come out on PC and PS Five at the same mm-hmm. time? Obviously, Final Fantasy Remake Part 1, that came out um, staggered, so PS, PlayStation and then PC later. Um, I would probably like to play it on my PC since I've got a sick graphics card in that and it'll probably look more PS5. But, yeah, look, yeah. I don't know. Probably we'll end up playing it on PlayStation because it'll come out on that on that first mm-hmm. and then that's just where I'll play it, baby. Um, but, yeah, looks interesting. Pretty keen to see more. I would love a bit more detail on... Um, what is actually going with on with just do they have an open world because that would be sick. I'm guessing probably not because the way that they implemented battles in that game is, um, well, I suppose they could do the Pokemon thing where um, in Arceus where they kind of just had Pokemon just littered throughout the area and you just kind of walked into them and had a battle. But um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Another thing I'll, I kind of miss from the other games, Grizz, is, well, the newer iterations, uh, the combat's very action oriented, and you're kind of yep. using your moves as they pop up. Whereas yep. in the old, mm-hmm. in the other games, the old olden days, um, it was a bit more turn based. And I kind of would love to go back and play Final Fantasy VII Remake like that if there was a mo- mode to do it. 
Apparently, you would like to play it turn-based, would you, Kat? Yeah, I would. I'd okay. like to go back and do it turn-based. Yeah, right. Um, if that was an option. Now, people will tell you that there is an option to do that. There's not. It's called classic mode, and it basically just stops you from being able to do a, some basic moves to make the game easier. It kind of almost seems like turn-based, and it's not really. It just makes the game boring as fuck. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they'll uh, <laughs> maybe they'll iterate on that. Who knows? Yeah. Anyways, so that's that. All right. Other stuff that they announced, Grizz. Now they announced. So okay, when I saw the the fucking name of this next item, I had to read yep. it about five different times because I was like, "What the fuck is going on with this title?" The title mm. is Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion. Okay, so what is this? It's a remake of the PSP game Crisis Core that starred Zach, yeah. the guy who's in the new Final Fantasy remake trailer who was supposed Mm -hmm. to have died by that stage of the game. He is the lead character of this particular particular game. He also wields a buster sword like Clouds, who's got the big cool mad dog sword. That's kind of um, what these guys, they're they're from the same soldier outfit, so they they kind of have similar um, arms. But uh, yeah, this is a full remaster. It says full remaster of the PSP original game, but it looks like it's got, um, it uses the, the new Final Fantasy VII engine. So that was now, a Cap, bit this was this is this is essentially a prequel to Final Fantasy VII in general, isn't it? The story carries on from this into Final Fantasy VII. Is that what happens? Yes. Well, yeah, exactly. So yeah, this is like a like the uh, yeah the the prequel story. Um, mm-hmm. It has some information, um, but it, it looks like it plays very similarly to. The I Final did Fantasy not know remake. this game existed, Cap, and maybe that's because I never owned a PSP or already already looked into any of the games on the PSP. So this is interesting. It's like I wonder if there's a lot of people like me that that didn't know this existed in Final Fantasy universe, and they're going to get a going to get a brand new freshie to play on their current gen console. Yeah, it's which is cool. Exciting. It really looks like they're leaning super hard into mm. the Final Fantasy VII. Um, I guess extended universe, dude. So um, it looks like they wanted to in their new games kind of, you know, they had um, movies that came out after Final Fantasy VII was released, like, for example, Advent Children. Uh, looks like they want to include content from that into some of their future games as well, including these two new iterations or at mm. least stuff that happened in those games or alludes to the, the, the things that happens in there. But, yeah, so, I mean, anyways, getting back to Crisis Core, um, yeah, prequel story. Looks like it uses the same kind of game engine as Final Fantasy VII. Uh, and, yeah, looks pretty cool. I think um, I'll probably give this a crack. I, this looks a little bit more, I don't know, almost turn-based-ish, but not really. It still it still has the, um, <laughs> the, the action JRPG combat that the Final Fantasy VII remake had, but it looks, looks, looks pretty good. I've, it does look to me like the graphics have been toned down a little bit. Yeah, um, they look, kind of look a little bit not great, some of it. Yeah, yeah, some of it looks a bit garbo.com, but, um, you know, it's all right. Uh, now, Cap. Seeing, yeah, mate. We're, we're in the age of remakes, mate. Can you fucking – I just want to get someone to get a figure of how many <clears throat> games we have seen remake for in the last year because it's just getting out of hand just, they just game. keep coming they every keep game's on coming one, they don't stop coming yeah every game every single game's mm. getting a remake mate okay even um croc cap i bet you 150 bucks that we're gonna hear about a chrono trigger remake before the end of the year dude i would fucking froth on that personally um mm. and i'm telling you right now there is a game called uh is it sea of stars uh let me just yeah 
Sea of Stars that is coming to. Okay. It's an indie game that was kickstarted, uh, and it has it is highly reminiscent of um, Chrono Trigger. I think the whole idea was that they wanted to create their own kind of Chrono Triggerish game. It's kind of got that same battle style where you're walking through the world and then oh, you know dude. all the enemies just sort of jump in and then you're in a in a turn based battle. Um, it looks very good. Dude, it looks amazing. The art style looks like a new age Chrono Trigger kind of yeah. vibe. It oh. looks really nice. So I'm I'm very yeah. keen for that. I have no idea when that's supposed to come out. Um, this is saying Nintendo Switch Holiday 2022, but it's by the same guy, Messenger, which is a kind of ninja side scroller mm. thing. Um, but yeah. Also, the Chrono Trigger um, composer has jumped on board to do some of the the music for that game. But um, oh. yeah, yes. so. Very, that's very one of the best cool. things about that game is that just the, the soundtrack is so fucking oh, yeah. crisp, tasty, just a delectable morsel, full mouth feel. It's beautiful. You want to, you want to, yeah, get in there. But um, yeah, so Crisis Core coming. Uh, well, I think Crisis Core is coming this year, Grizz. I believe Crisis Core was this year, and then Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two was next year. Now, uh, yeah, so this is coming to. Uh, well, basically all consoles and Steam this winter. Um, not Epic Games, apparently. Oh, someone's going to Oh, yeah. I think I did shit. have something to say about that. No, it wasn't this one. Yeah, it's interesting, dude. Well, it, it's on the next. It's on actually on the next one we're going to talk about. But yep. um, which originally came out on Epic Games Store and it was buggy mess apparently. So I wonder if they've ah, kind of gone. Oh, that's right. I remember about this. Yeah, so, okay, so Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade. Now, Intergrade yeah. is the DLC episode for Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 1. Dude, I am. if I go back and listen to this segment, it's just going to be a fucking amalgamation of me saying the word Final Fantasy VII over and over again with different fucking um, prefixes and suffixes to that particular Cap, thing. Anyway. This is the first remake game final fantasy this is the final here. fantasy remake one part one okay um gotcha. so they released a, a dlc episode called mm. integrate integrate which had a character called yuffie who normally comes into the story much later um, right but they follow her story within the same sort of time window of what's going on in the um, final fantasy 7 remake part one so now this is now available on um steam so hey baby yep now tell me more about this buggy mess grease because i i vaguely remember something about this so just i just read this here before that uh this was released on pc disappointing results as the game was marred with technical issues when it was released on the epic game store patches have since been released since then to mitigate the issues um but hopefully the steam release will indeed be the optimized version of the game with zero to fewer bugs and glitches so i'd imagine that that something that might happen it is also discounted at the moment cap 29 percent off um okay what price is that aud i wonder um uh, can have a quick little search perhaps some amount of look. dollars um I, I, I believe zach might show up in this particular one maybe i'm wrong but um i thought i saw him in the i did he was in i'm pretty sure he's in the trailer so yeah guys zach's in this one pretty fucking cool um, but it's got all the other guys in there as well. So cloud and stuff show up and, you know, mm. you're fighting Reeves and all this other shit. So, yeah, I mean, did you, you don't know did you play, Final Fantasy VII. Did you play this bit, Cap, the integrate? I didn't, thing? no. Yeah. So I played Final Fantasy VII Remake when it first came out. And yeah. this came out a fair bit after that. And I just didn't 
want to go back and the whole game just to play this content. Um, mm. But mm-hmm. maybe you don't have to. I don't know. So okay. I'll have to have a look. Um, not a full bottle on that, but uh, yeah, um, there you go. Now, Grizz, they also announced a bunch of new <laughs> shit coming to their weird mobile game um, yeah. that is Dude, available on mobile devices. Cap, did you know this game existed? Yes. <laughs> okay. I did not. It is a those mobile are, those you that, battle royale yeah. set in in the Final Fantasy VII universe, and it is just fucking bizarre. It's basically they're trying to go for the so PUBG random. thing, yeah, but with with Final Fantasy flair. Um, mm. What I understand about the game is the game actually plays okay and is 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 all right. It's just it just didn't get the same kind of critical responses a lot of those other battle royales like your PUBGs and your your everything else. I, I, I don't know. Just it's so, just fucking bizarre. Well, this is this is the Final Fantasy VII, the old, the old cash grab here, Cap, as we like to say it. Yeah. Loot boxes in this one, um, and apparently oh. the yeah. Did you know this? No, did you know I this? Didn't. So, Final Fantasy uh, Ever Crisis is a mobile game with loot boxes. Um, chapters can be free to select from the timeline, allowing players to jump between different uh, entries of the series. The battle system draws upon. Yep. Anyway, battle system. Uh, Hang on, are you talking about the first soldier? Hang on, I'm. Oh no, I'm reading. No, I'm reading something else. Sorry, Matt. Fuck that up. You're talking about uh, the next one. Yes, the first I am. soldier is the is the battle royale thing. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, so no loot boxes in this. No, no loot boxes. That's yes. <laughs> but but oh well, there might be loot boxes. I haven't played this particular thing. Okay. So you have go. you have you got the trailer for the first soldier there, Grizzo? I do, mate. I do. Yeah. Yeah, have a bit of a look at that. It is very bizarre. It's it's got kind of like the PUBG kind of thing going on, the first person shooter, battle royale thing. Um, just I don't know. It it looks it just looks like a mobile game, and looks like you probably have to pay money to maybe do things. I don't know, my friend. But yeah, so there's that one. Now, Grizz, let's move on to the one that you were talking about, Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis, which is That's another the, mobile game. Yes. Yeah. Now tell us a bit more about this one, Grizzo. Well, Cap. Uh, it's essentially a strict uh, remake of the PS1 classic following the exact same sequence of events, I believe. The only difference is the presentation, so it's got a kind of a new art style. Chibi style, chubby hands, um, kind of looks, I don't know. Do you know what? I would argue that the art style is actually pretty similar, just like they've upgraded it. Does that yeah. make sense? Because yep. if you think about the old PS1, like the characters kind of looked like this just lower res. Hmm. They did. They're very the th- polygony, weren't they? Very polygony. Yeah, but we need to say, Grizz. The so when you're walking through the overworld and doing stuff, you're in that kind of graphic mode. But then when you're going into battles, you are in the full final seven, Final Fantasy VII remake quality. Um, all the characters look really, you know, nice. And um, but it looks like it it, it follows turn based combat, Grizz. Yes. So this is on mobile. It's a very good point to point out here. It is on mobile. But yeah. So is it turn based cap or is it kind of the the it looks turn based to me? Yeah. Right. Um, so they're taking like the it's it's a very if you if again if you're at home and you're listening to this go and check out the um the, the trailer on YouTube. Um, it, it, it goes between the the story segments and walking around the overworld in that kind of um chibi uh Final Fantasy seven um art style but then yeah it kind of all of a sudden it goes into the battle sequences that are like full resolution you know everyone looks like they're straight out of the final fantasy 7 remake so pretty interesting um now this one has loot boxes cap so ever crisis uh is free to play 
but it'll offer loot boxes that offer random selections of weapons and costumes. So hearing that random selection of weapons makes you think maybe maybe potentially some pay-to-win elements in there. Um, yeah, I'd say so. Mobile gaming, yeah. though, we, we, we talked about this last time, Cap, you know. Like, just, they get a free pass, don't they? It's where the money is, mate, and they get a free pass yeah. to monetize the way that they will. Yeah, and people will complain about it, but effectively do nothing. So what do you fucking do, mate? It's just going to happen. All right, now, Grizz, that was pretty much everything in the Final Fantasy VII 25th anniversary stream. There was mm-hmm. actually a Buster Sword alarm clock, but I'm not going to go too deep into that. They just announced a really fucking cool alarm clock, so go and check that out. Um, we were yeah. going to show you a picture of it, but we're not showing screen share tonight, so sorry. Just really quickly, that Buster Sword alarm clock, 200 bucks cap. That's like... 200 bucks! <laughs> I don't know Jesus whether that's US Christ, or Aussie, mate. That's like 130 export cans, mate. You could be... <laughs> Holy fucking shit, dude. That's nuts. Okay, well, there you fucking go. All right, now, Grizz, moving along to the next story. Uh, Bethesda Starfield details slowly is trickling out. Now, there's a lot of stuff that has sort of hit... Uh, the interwebs. Uh, I think a lot of people kind of heavily scrutinising that trailer that came out, Grizz, and, and maybe Bethesda sort of trying to drop a little bit of information to try and, uh, yep. I don't know, just save a little bit of face on on what I think. And we kind of briefly spoke about this earlier before we started the episode, Grizz, but, you know, on my second look of that trailer, the combat looks fucking average. I was it telling you this on the, on the first one, and, yeah, 100% agree, mate. It just it, it doesn't... Little... I'm a little bit I mean, worried about this game, Grizz. I'll be honest with you. I don't you. know, dude. I was thinking about this. I was thinking about this after the fact, and there's either a few things going on. The combat's either not very well designed, or the player is either very overleveled for that area, or they just haven't quite optimized the combat yet because it just does look very clunky. In dude, it. Bethesda's generally like the kings of showing off epic gameplay trailers. So I kind of feel like if they've shown this off. I just think it's impl- poor implementation of the system and it just it just looks shit like the character is fighting aliens on this planet and it just it just looks like lasers like just firing from your gun and no real feedback or anything mm. like your character's they're just not reacting running. To, to the shots yeah. when you're hitting them and they're just kind yeah. of like it just looks li- really a bit it looks a bit janky honestly it definitely I'm definitely getting Fallout in space vibes for sure. What's the what's the media on it, Cap? I actually haven't looked at this yet. Is there people saying similar mixed, stuff, or? dude? I think it's mm. pretty mixed. I think a lot of people could have sort of um, uh, echo chambered kind of the stuff that we were saying the other week about um, oh, a thousand planets. Well, how the fuck are you going to put any meaningful content <laughs> on all thousand of those planets? And I, yeah. it, to be honest, mm. Bethesda did come out and say, "Hey, look, there is a lot of those planets that are just there's nothing on them, and you're just going to go on there and and harvest them for resources." So they did note that that's the that case. Sounds, that sounds a bit shit, to be honest. Well, yeah, I mean, it kind of has that Mass Effect one thing where I don't know if yeah. you've played that game, Grizz, but you know, some of the planets you'd go onto were just a fucking rock ball that had nothing on them, and you know, right. you'd do a little bit of mining, and it was off you go to the next one. But mm. yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what they do. But look, one thing that I wanted to bring up, Grizz, and I'm very interested to hear your take on this, and it has heavily divided. divided the uh, the uh, okay. the gaming community. Oh God, how will they ever piece together their relationship? Is um, dialogue in Starfield is first person, and your character does not have a voice. How do you feel about that? Um, it depends. I feel Cap. Um, uh, I think if there is so much dialogue in the game, 
that it can't be voice acted, but there's like never ending different dialogue opportunities and ways for you to speak, then that might be acceptable. Uh, there's that much content, but to me, that's just like a, it's a design flaw because you're going to, I don't know. I feel like you need to be able to get into the story a bit and, and hear what your character's saying and have a response back to you. Was it there was another game that did this? Was it Mass Effect? I don't think Mass did Mass Effect have your own characters. Mass Effect dialogue? had voices, uh, voiced characters. But there is, the- I mean, how many Legend of Zelda games have come out without a with a voiceless protagonist? They don't have, ever- yeah, they all just say like little. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they sound like, mate. Well, do, Fuck, they could, mate. The Nintendo sixty four couldn't do voices. Could it? Yeah, but know. mate, they've had Twilight Princess that was out on Wii U and stuff like that. Like, I don't know. I actually don't think this is a bigger deal as people think it is. Um, you know, like, mm. did Fall, Fallout One? I don't, Fallout Three didn't have um, voice dialogue by the player character, um, and that's that survived just fine. I actually think Riz, this might be a a way for the developers to focus more on crafting actual decent quest com uh, yeah quests. Well, I hope imagine- at least. Imagine, Cap, if you've got 10,000 different options of of speaking to NPCs in that game. You're not going to be able to voice line all those. There's no way. So Actually, then when- yeah. no, I was <laughs> just going to say, C- Caging Runt has brought up a really good one, Grizz. Elden Ring doesn't have a voiced protagonist. <laughs> Pap is fucking cursing the, the ground that we walk on. <laughs> That is very true. You never say anything, though, do you? Do you even like well, people are you talking to you? It's like, dearest yeah, but- one, will you <laughs> cometh with thine to the big tree atop of the mountain, please? And then your character just goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now you've got gone and fucking ruined it. No, I no, I see your point. Maybe you don't. It depends I, on I how the dialogue think, is. Yeah. Uh, look, ultimately, Grizz, this purely comes down to the execution of the game itself. If the game is boring as shit, it won't matter whether the person's dialogued or not. I mean, look at Fallout 4. In my opinion, probably one of the most fucking boring Bethesda games of all time. Yeah. Well, I imagine and the dialogue going vo- like That was this. completely voiced. I, for some reason, Cap, and I don't know why this is, but I'm, I'm picturing it that you choose dialogue options and that's how I kind of picture this game being. It's not going to be Elden Ring where you, you don't fucking choose your dialogue options. The... the, the the dialogue's either there or not, depending on how you've progressed your story. I don't think it's going to be like that. I think it, you'll actually design. I don't know. I don't know. I can't tell. If that's the case and you've got heaps of different dialogue options, then so be it. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's not like a story game, right? Cap, this is going to be open space exploration. You can't expect them to voice everything presumably. in there. I would yeah, have thought presumably. so. Um, mm. I would think that there there would be a fair bit of voiced content and a fair bit of non-voiced content. So, um, it'll be interesting to see how that gets implemented. But I mean, they've done it before; they will do it again, mate. Um, They're looking for a couple of voice actors, Cap. I reckon you could do a couple of the alien voices and bits and yeah, pieces, mate. Both, mate, I'll, I'll be a ripper. I'd be an absolute ripper. Um, uh, but look, also to sort of um add to this is uh, Todd Howard was kind of probed a bit further. Um, mm. <laughs> hopefully not physically, but um, just verbally. Um, it, he said it will be obvious which planets were handcrafted in sort of relation to that idea that there's going to be thousands of planets, um, you know. Because they don't and look like shit, Cap? Or, well, uh... I would assume that, yeah, they, <laughs> they just don't aren't fucking shit. 
I would imagine yeah. the story and like quests and stuff would be pushing you in the way. And yeah. I can't remember what the game was. It might have been Mass Effect, but you had the ability to scan the planet to see what's on it, whether you want to go there or not. So yeah. maybe you scan it and then you find missions or it might, might just be, be resources. A, might be or... a similar thing. I mean, in the story trailer, there is some stuff about artifacts scattered throughout the universe and you're trying to unlock the secrets of those artifacts. I bet okay. you they'll just be on random planets. Um, I will say, yeah. Cap, that um, Starfield is slowly growing on me a little bit. I mean, the trailer yeah. was a little bit uh, like some Fuck, of the combat dude, stuff to, looked a bit shit. But the combat looks fucking garbo.com. Um, I will say my expectation, my expectations were low going into this. After. Yeah, I've got to be honest. I was kind of in the same boat. I mean, they, they, I will probably give it a crack still. But, yeah, I mean, the, I don't know. Who knows, Grizz? Look, another another point I wanted to bring up, Grizz, uh, main mm. story, apparently about 30 to 40 hours long. Okay. Um, not bad. So not huge, not tiny. Mm. You know, just right, as the as Goldilocks said, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, That's you know, what Elden Ring would be, main story, probably 30, 40 hours, I reckon, if you didn't. You might say that the, uh, the storyline's in the Goldilocks zone. Little space joke for you out there, if you know anything about that. Don't I don't know what that. you're talking about, mate. No. Well, the, the no. Goldilocks zone is the zone in which Earth persists. It's just, just, it's, it's not too hot, not too cold. It's just right, uh, and it's just the perfect temperature for life to begin. Anyways, there you go. A little bit of science for you. Um, so is Earth in the Goldilocks zone, Cap? Is it? It is. So when they're doing space and they're doing astronomy stuff, they look for other planets that exist in Sun's Goldilocks zone. Um, so other suns in other galaxies and all that kind of shit. So aren't we look, lucky, mate? Aren't we bloody lucky? You know what they're not accounting for? Their cap is the aliens that love really hot environments and burning their faces off that aren't in the Goldilocks zone. Yeah, I don't want to meet those ones. Actually, I, I prefer mm. not to. Um, but yeah, hopefully we won't meet them in Starfield either. Now, Grizz, there's going to be four main cities. <clears throat> Now, okay. the, the kind of shit that I've been getting from, like, in terms of aesthetic for a lot of this kind of stuff is they've kind of got the fallout weird shit going on with some of the aesthetics. So um, Howard confirmed there are only four main cities, the biggest of which is New Atlantis. It's home to the main constellation <sighs> faction, which describe, Howard describes as NASA meets Indiana Jones meets the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Um, so they're trying Surely to if it's it. called Atlantis, it's got to be underwater cap. Surely. I'm going to give you a hot tip right now, Grizz. As far as I can tell, it is very much not underwater. (laughs) In fact, it looks like it's on a fucking moon. (laughs) So, yeah, probably not. Maybe. Uh, Maybe it gets, maybe there's a tsunami or something that hits it. Um, Now, the next thing I want to talk about, Grizz, is I actually think the best part of the combat is what looks like the ship combat. Yeah, the flying, flying and fighting. I think the flying actually looks better than the actual. You know, on ground combat. So, um, bit fucking scary, Grizzler. Um, mm. But um, yeah, hopefully they can tighten that up. Now, Grizz, one thing I've got in my notes, dude. So, with this in in the space combat, now it has been confirmed that there is there's no player input for you to land and then take off and then move your ship out beyond the planets. There's a loading scene um, between you wanting to leave a planet and go into space. Okay. Does that make so sense? You don't fly yourself out of the planet. You just kind no, of say, you take kind me of out. go, take off, and then you, mm. you, your ship goes. See, one thing that I thought was amazing about No Man's Sky was that I like quite yeah, like that, that seamlessness. 
Yeah, you yeah. fly out and all of a sudden you're out in the space and looking now, around and stuff. Look, hmm. I don't think it bothers <laughs> me that much because, and I think the thing is, I know how much of a development undertaking implementing something that, like that would be. It would be such a pain in the ass to develop that seamless planet thing um, mm. in and out. Mm-hmm. So I think they've just gone, nah, fuck that. We're just going to uh, to not do that. So um, just an interesting it. one. Now, another thing I had in my notes here, Grizz, was um, mm-hmm. so I reckon they don't have any kind of procedural alien creation, right? Like No Man's Sky does, where it randomly conjures different aliens onto your planet. So I reckon there's going to be shared species across planets. Now, Grizz, I'm not a fucking mm. xenobiologist, but how the fuck are they going to explain aliens getting between different planets when they're literally just like cows and shit, like alien cows? Yeah. Genetic or isolation caps a big thing, mate. Do you know you get genetic isolation just on different continents on one planet? Yeah, it is. is a literal a mountain Imagine- range can cause it. Imagine fucking two planets across the galaxy. I mean, they yeah. might have some explanation cap where, like, a Moses spaceship keeps filtering animals across the planet. <laughs> Moses spaceship, <laughs> give me two of your finest <laughs> space cows <laughs> to allow. And give the, me one of those the... crabs as well. <laughs> <laughs> to allow Anyways. a little bit of genetic crossover oh, between the planets. Jesus but yes, Christ. I definitely hear you, dude. That is not yeah. a good law point. That's yeah, interesting, I, I, man. I don't know if that's going to happen for sure, Grizz. Maybe there will be unique creatures on each planet, but I doubt it. Um, anyway, yeah. we'll see what happens Well, it's there. not a very realistic game anyway, Cap, is it, mate? Come on. Like, nah. it's fucking... What the fuck, mate? How dare they? But yeah, all right. Well, I think that kind of covers what we wanted to kind of talk about for uh, mm-hmm. No Man's Bethesda. Um, all right. Absolutely. Now, Grizz, we had the poll last week. Uh, now, time. going in with the... Uh, the news of, of, of yesterweek being all the Final Fantasy VII news that hit the, uh, the waves. We wanted to know who people's favourite Final Fantasy waifu slash husbando was. And the options we gave were Cloud, Sephiroth, Tifa and Aerith. Now, guys, if you <laughs> want to vote on next week's OGR poll, you can do so by going to our Twitter at twitter.com slash OGR show. And go and follow the page, and then you should see when we post our next one. Generally on a Saturday or a Friday, um, sometimes a sun- Sunday if we're especially lazy. Uh, but anyways, so Chris, did you want to go through the uh, the results for this particular poll? Sure, mate. Uh, Cloud copying a nine point one percent. Sephiroth with a nine point one percent. Even with Cloud, Tifa taking the victory with 63.6%. I oh, voted yeah. Tifa Cap. She's, oh, she's gorgeous. And Aerith with 18.2% of the vote. Who did you vote there, Cap? Who was your... Dude, uh... I mean, I voted for Tifa, but if Jesse was in the run, 100% would have voted for Jesse. Did, did Jesse have a dog? No. Am I remembering this correctly? Oh, she had a cat, I think. In I seven? Um, there's parts in seven related to Jesse that, don't happen in the original game. Um, she's got way more personality in, in the remake than she does in the original, by the uh, as well as a start. But I just thought she was like, just had like cool mum vibes. I don't know. I just thought she was fucking rad. Um, but yeah, she is 100% my fucking pick for sure. Caging Runt in the chat wants to know why he couldn't vote for Red, uh, Red 13, who is Isn't the that, dog. He's the dog, yeah. <laughs> who is. The dog. 
Um, but yeah, so there you, you go, guys. If you want to vote in the next one, make sure you go to our Twitter and follow us there. Now, quick fire, Grizz. Let's fucking make mm-hmm. our way through this. We haven't got an awful lot of All time right, left. Pav, what's our, how much time we got left? Uh, oh, four minutes. <laughs> four Easy. minutes. Quick it. Watch me. <laughs> All right. Grizz, first things first, we had the mm-hmm. Dragon Dogma. Um, so Dragon's Dogma is an old kind of Dark Souls-ish sort of game. It involved a lot of um, big bosses that you would climb upon, a- similar to um, that game that's not coming to my mind right now um, that was on PlayStation. Um, but anyways, they had a 10th anniversary stream on Thursday, last Shadow Thursday. Shadow of the Colossus. Shadow of the no? Colossus. They okay. have the Shadow of the Colossus thing where you mm. climb across the beast and and poking mm. it with your tiny little toothpick of a sword. Um, anyway, so they had a 10th anniversary stream for that game, and during that stream, they announced Dragon's Dogma 2. Now, I didn't play number one. Um, I, I tried to get it once. And I, it's just too old. It looks like I, fucking shit. I was playing um, Dragon's Dogma online for a while, Cap. Online? What the hell? Definitely not using a VPN. I was definitely where I was supposed to be playing that video game because you can't <laughs> play it in Australia. So oh, okay. I was definitely so not you using. A flew VPN. over to Japan for a couple of months. Yes. Played the game. Came back. Kirby and I played cool. it, and it was actually really fucking good, dude. As an MMO, as yeah. far as an MMO goes, yeah, very very fun. So well, I'm actually really yeah. looking forward to another iteration of that because I think it basically has everything I want in a game, but I just mm. wasn't there at the right time, so I couldn't really capitalize yeah. on that. But uh, yeah, so there you go. All right, Grizz. Next thing I wanted to talk about is the Lord of Lord of the Rings: Return to Moria. It's a new oh, game yeah, that was announced we recently. We didn't get a chance mm. to talk about it last week during our big uh, Summer Games Fest rundown, but um, it's basically mm. Lord of the Rings Valheim, which is, uh, for those at home that have no idea what we're talking about, kind of that survival Vikings game that came out to PC, um, highly critically acclaimed. Uh, Lord of the Rings uh, Return to Moria, essentially you're a, a bunch of dwarves and you're going into the mines of Moria and you're, yeah, freaking finding shit in there, making your own gear and fighting things and do it. Now, and rinse, repeat. Cap, I know we've got to be quick, but I think this is going to be a raging success. And you know why I think it's going to be a raging success? Uh, why? Because mining games are fucking popular. Yeah. People love uh, yep. mining down and finding stuff. This has mining and crafting in it. It's like yeah. Minecraft, Minecraft, but you're a dwarf and you have to survive. It sounds freaking awesome. I'll tell you what will kill this game, Grizz. What's that? If they don't have a Balrog in it. Ooh, I reckon they will, dude. I reckon there's a high chance there's going to be a Balrog. If they don't have a Balrog in it, I actually will not play this game. I'm telling you right now. (laughs) All right, leave it at that. Moving along to the next one on here. Sony puts Tekken 2 up for sale for (laughs) (laughs) $9,999. Do you reckon anyone bought it by accident? Like a kid Probably on the app not. store or something? Like, oops. Oh, there must have been one accidental, surely. Just some absolute, like, they call on mobile games, they call these people whales. Um, and they're just people with a shitload of money that just spend shitloads of money on these games. Oh, so maybe a God. whale just it's came like on there and Arabian just went. Prince that just really yeah. wants to, like, no, get No, literally, that's the box. kind of people that do this shit. Um, oh, man. Yeah. So it's kind of nuts. But yeah. So now, um, what was it supposed to be? $99? I, th- I think it was $9.99 or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Because um, it was, you know, yeah. second two. It's not. It's not a full price game. So, um, oops. But yeah. All right. Moving along. Grizz. Sony is working on a PS5 Pro controller. So that's kind of going to sort of be in line with, um, I guess, Xbox has its own <clears throat> Pro controller. Um, Switch Pro has its like pro- Switch Pro. Mm-hmm. Yep. Switch Pro controller. Exactly. Um, so now it's going to be coming out with its own kind of thing. So 
Um, according to the report, keeps the it keeps the classic PS5 style, but shows a few key differences. One of the biggest changes is the buttons under the analog sticks, which will allow you to completely remove the analog sticks and their components. Oh. Which is, I mean, I don't know why you'd ever want to do that. Um, but Clean that's, out it's an option. Scungies in it. Cool. Okay. Actually, yeah, it could be. Uh, being able to replace the stick unit in one fell swoop would be good for those who will eventually come to suffer from stick drift. <laughs> I mean, surely you just buy a new fucking controller when that happens. Um, but yeah, anyway, so you can do that. Also, we'll refe- uh, feature removable grips um, and a few mm-hmm. other surprises. Um, probably we'll have those back buttons, like the paddles on the back of the controller, I dare say. <clears throat> Seems yep. like they're the new hotness as well. So, um, yeah, that looks quite interesting. Um, all right, moving along as well, Grizz. I whacked this one on today. Um, so the new PlayStation Plus tiers are coming this week for Australia, I believe Wednesday or Thursday. I think they're going to be migrating accounts across um, sort of during Wednesday and, and should be finished by Thursday. So if you're in Australia, um, you should have that um, ready to go soon. So um, get back and excited, my friends. Mm. Uh, very, very freaking cool. Now, the last one I wanted to bring up, Riz, um, something very interesting. Now, where the fuck did I post Is that? Is this the Diablo right. Mortal? No. Can, oh, I forgot no. about that one. Well, you can bring that in if you like. Um, ah, fuck it. We can skip that one. Yeah. Uh, we're running out of time. Go, your yeah. one. Go. The yeah. only one, now, this is a tiny one. It was a hmm. cocktail that I saw pop up on Facebook called oh, Let yeah. Me Solo Her. It's an, a reference to a, to the Elden Ring um, person who went in and, and was fighting bosses for certain people. Um, mm-hmm. Now, the ingredients of this cocktail for the Let Me Solo Her is red wine and Kahlua. Oh, I don't dude. know well, who interesting. decided that. Because Melania, I feel like her attacks are red and brown. Yeah. Very red. Yeah, it's kind of like red. a grotty, like a real grotty. Well, because what do you serve this on? Do you serve this on Melania's, ice? Oh, I don't know. I guess it's just as is. Melania's kind of like she's the goddess of rot, right? And I guess that mm. that those two things together kind of evokes the <laughs> idea of rot yeah. to me. So I think they're pretty much spot. So um, so yeah, very interesting. Now, Grizz, that's pretty much all we've got time for, unfortunately, mate. We didn't have to wrap this bad boy up. Um, I would just firstly like to thank everyone in the Twitch chat today for hanging out whilst we recorded this session. If you would like to join us during the, you can do so. By jumping in on Monday nights, Australian Western Standard Time at about 7 p.m. Uh, we record every Monday, um, unless otherwise specified on Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter to keep up to date. Just go to twitter.com slash OGR show uh, and you'll find us there. We've also got a Discord. Um, if you're listening on uh, all your podcast uh, platforms, just go into the link description and you'll find all of our social media stuff, including the Discord. We're also posting in the Twitch chat right now as we speak. Go in there and join up and come and say g'day. Uh, you'll find the latest updates from us and all the other good shit. Um, now, what else did I have to say? Uh, oh, just want to also thank Patreons again. Thank you so much for supporting us financially. We really bloody appreciate you. Uh, Sukai, Moosey, Hohen Honey, Caging Runt and Sergeant Paul, you guys fucking rock. Uh, and as every week, I'm going to keep saying it, Go and tell one friend about this podcast. Just one, not two, just one, okay? Take you two fucking seconds to say, hey, you heard these guys yet? And they'll be like, nah. And then you'll be like, well, go and check them out and then share them a link. And that's pretty much the conversation. You don't even have to know them. You could be some fucking random on the street, just literally anyone. Just please tell someone. Um, but yeah, um, help us. Help us help you help us. 
Okay, <laughs> if that makes any sense. You know what, uh, Kat, yeah. go and share it on your personal Facebook. That's the way to do it. Actually, honestly, if if you guys do enjoy this podcast, go and fucking share it on your Facebook or some shit. Do something crazy like that, and your grandma's going to be like, what's this, fucking Jimmy? Go, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> oh, gee, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, fuck yeah. But, um, but, yeah, guys, thank you again for being here. We bloody appreciate you. We appreciate all the support. We've had really good stats recently. Um, and again, 20th episode today. Uh, you can expect another episode next week, Monday. And uh, till then, we're going to say goodbye. And uh, hang on, Pav's giving me the finger. I just uh, just wanted to say um, uh, audio issues were in this episode as well as last episode. Mm. I have, I think I have figured out what the issue is. So hopefully <clears throat> I can fix it by next week. So bear with us and thank you for enduring. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, this podcast is definitely iterative i think in 20 episodes we've come a seriously long way anyway mm, um, but we hope that you guys will stick with us until we can get this podcast real fucking crispy for you all right content and all uh but yeah hope you guys enjoyed the podcast uh and enjoy the next one next week take care and uh thank you mother for the rabbits <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.